Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and because you've made it through half the week, you get a little reward, which is a brand new episode of Terribly Funny. Hey there, gang. I'm your friend, Steve Bazalone. Uh, this is the podcast where I talk to, uh, you know, funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. You understand the premise by now. Uh, and today we have a, a great guest. Uh, she's somebody that I have known for many years, as you'll discover when listening to our little interview. Uh, but we have become, dare I say, uh, uh, bros over the last two years. Uh, it's the wonderfully talented actress and writer, Miss Ginger Gonzaga. What can I tell you about Ginger? Where have you seen her? Well, you've seen her on Mixology. Uh, you've seen her on Legit. You've seen her in the TBS show, Wrecked. You saw her on the HBO Duplass Brothers show, Togetherness. And uh, very shortly, you will see her in a show that I'm very excited about, the new Showtime show uh, called uh, uh, I'm Dying Up Here. It's about stand-up in the 70s. Sounds pretty uh, rad, so make sure you watch that when that comes out. Um... Hmm, what can I tell you about what we're going to talk about? Well, I showed up to her house, and as so often is the case in doing these, I didn't know what she was going to talk about. And there's a moment in which, uh, 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 when she's telling the story, where I realize that I know the story, and I kind of lose my mind a little bit because the story is bonkers. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, and if I, was not, if I was not somewhat privy to it or knew a little bit about it beforehand, I, it would be even harder to wrap my mind around, but it's a doozy. And uh, all I'm going to say is it's... Uh, it's what happens when a, a sociopath comes into your life. Mmm, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Uh, okay, so we're going to get started with that in just a second. But beforehand, I'm going to do my little PR push. Uh, hey, gang, if you like this show, and you'd probably do a little bit because you're listening to it, unless it's your first time. And if it's your first time listening, then welcome. It's lovely to have you. You look great today. Um, but if you do like the show, go to our iTunes page, give us a rating, give us a review, uh, you know, tell your friends, do some social media about this, go to, follow us on Instagram, Terribly Funny Podcast. We'd love to have you. Um, that's it. That's my PR push. And now you can stop listening to me and you can listen to someone who's way more entertaining. And that's Ginger. Here we go, gang. Terribly Funny. Um, yeah, tell me some terrible shit, man. Terrible stuff. Yeah. Well, I told you I'd tell you about my sociopathic ex. No. Oh, I didn't tell I you that? You did. Maybe you did like in a oh. party at one point, but I was probably, um, what's the word? Drunk. <laughs> it's probably it's drunk. Probably I don't remember. <laughs> Talls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I've kind of told this story before, but not like. Now I'm, like, remembering a lot more about it. So isn't isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. like you're like, I think I know this. As you're t- it's like therapy. Like yeah, it's like talking, the residual trauma. Yeah. I'm starting to, as years go by, I'm remembering things. But this is, like, I guess I feel like um, everyone's new to L.A.'s story. First year is sure. pretty rough. Um, oh, it's always great. I lived at the Oakwoods. It was a delight. Oh, like, you're so gross. This place fucking sucks. <laughs> I Child actors are terrible, and there's always like Armenians getting hand jobs in hot tubs. LA I, sucks. I thought I remember people, comedians that I knew that I would perform with, like living at the Oaks and going there and being. I never understood it. It's just that it's always been child actors. Child actors, sad dads, and like pop punk bands out here recording their first album. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that's where they're pe- the, everyone who went there and then failed like told their friends, uh-huh. oh, you stay at the stay Oaks. At the and then they, <laughs> then the same yeah, but, people uh, come When out. I was there though, uh, Method Man and Red Man were there, so that was okay, like okay, a little okay, bit okay, cool. Okay, okay, like, okay, 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 okay. That was like at least like, that's okay, this is some something. Real stuff. But it was also like, I didn't stay there by choice. It was like where at the time my school put people up because I did my last semester here. Oh. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, this fucking sucks. 
Yeah. Anyways, no, that's school. But I had a. I didn't. That's a nice transition to LA. It was. It was nice in that like you're still like a kid. So yeah. You know, they know. Yeah. And they had like a convenience store that sold white wine for two dollars. So <laughs> that's all. I lived off of like this white wine. These tall boys of Cobra or something. Oh, some sort gross. of liquor. That's classy. Yeah. Well, I, I like was, that. I was a twenty-one. You, you white wine called Cobra. Yeah. yeah. No, nice. no, that was not. Oh, the, oh never mind. White wine there. and a malt liquor. Oh, you, oh okay, okay. You have okay. to diversify. So, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, I was doing very well at twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, sorry. First years suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so I got here and I did, I mean, obviously I didn't know anyone. I think that's normal, mm-hmm. but I didn't go to like, I didn't go to school here. I went to school in Santa Barbara and then I graduated a year early. So like, I didn't know anybody here. Like I didn't need, come need, out here with my people. You didn't have your peers cause they were still doing it. Yeah. Year. Everyone was like still in school. Um, and I graduated a year at a weird time, like earlier than that. So it was like a weird semester halfway right. mark. It's like, what are you doing? Like yeah. moving? I don't know what month that would have been. Anyway, so... But it's not like an easy uh, a transition into L.A. Yeah, saying. and then I was like... And so, I didn't know what I was doing. And you just came down by yourself. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to write for Family Guy. Like, that's what I thought. So that was your goal? Like, you, you always, <laughs> did you come down here with the goal of wanting to write more? That was the lie to myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I like comedy, so I'll just write for Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And then... But then, yeah, I don't know why I was like, I'm there for acting. I feel like I couldn't say that. And I don't know that I was. I mean, I, I went. Yeah. I came to go to the Groundlings. Right. So I was doing Groundlings stuff. Oh, but I was cool. like, I'll just use this to be a writer. I kind of felt the same way. Like, even though, like, I, I was working, like, in college, I did commercials all the time. Oh, you did? Which was great. Oh, yeah. Because, like, in college, like, I wasn't broke. Like, yeah, people, that's and, like, great. I had a lot of money, but I had money oh, for, like, a college kid. Yeah. Um, and then I came out here, and that was, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But because, in my mind, there was just such a stigma of so yeah, everybody like, was an actor. Yeah. So, like, I'd always say it was a writer, because oh, I was, right. like, writing for magazines, and I was, like, paying nothing. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I would say it was a writer, because that made me feel, like, more intellectual or less of a I cliche know, or, like, or something. Yeah, less of a cliche. Yeah. yeah. And screw that. You don't yeah. hundred percent. Looking back. But, yeah, I'm like, oh. But I guess I also manifested something. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so I can't I didn't know anyone and then like very early on I met this guy through you know, and then your first pod of friends here, I think if you didn't go to school, they're always just like the worst. They're people that you're never gonna hang out with ever For again. Sure. Like the random person from your improv class or the yeah. random person from your shit. I mean, I was working at like the Cheesecake Factory and oh, girl, boy. like shoot me in the face. Like those people are not my people. Boy, you have a lot of white jeans. <laughs> oh, so many uh-huh. white jeans. Cheesecake Factory was the worst. Everyone's dressed like the KKK. Oh, that's delightful. Um, yeah. The I, KKK serving up diabetes. Serving up diabetes. Yeah. And girls would get their periods all the time. Oh, and it was just like... That's a practical thing I've never thought about. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, really... Like, I think the curvier you are, the heavier your flow. And mm-hmm. the curvy girls, man. Oh, man. Those poor jeans. That's a disaster. Those poor things. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hated it there. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so then you get, like, yeah, you have random friends, and so who you were invited, where you're invited is, like, from these, like, people that you're never going to see ever again until you find your real people. Anyway, so I met this, through these friends, they met someone, I didn't realize this, on MySpace, and so we were going to this, yeah. Sure. At least it wasn't Friendster. (laughs) It wasn't Friendster, yeah. yeah. Someone's party that they met through MySpace. Anyways, it ends up being Trey Parker and Matt Stone's house. Sure, as you do. But, of course, the guy who's there mm-hmm. um should i give him a fake name if you want to sure mm, we'll call him we'll call him toby he's toby. That, that was his real name okay. <laughs> and he's a dude one of his many names so he 
He's throwing this party at Trey Parker and Matt Stone's house. I know where this is. This is fascinating. Please go. Yeah. I think I've had interactions with this gentleman. Continue. Oh, you're uh-huh. probably getting another person. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to get such a good story. Great. Oh, you're going to get such a good story. You don't know this. I know. Like, you know of this. Everyone in Hollywood kind of knows some of this. I used to run a television festival. With AJ. Yep. Did I know you then? I guess we must have met, but I don't AJ's remember. like the, the AJ and my friend Lowell are like the only two people that know me from before this and mm-hmm. after this. Oh my god, yes! And okay, he came and please, spoke. Please, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Oh my god, this, this is, is so fascinating. I just I actually told the story to the room this week oh, because just, that somehow came up. Anyway. Oh, wait till you hear I can't wait. This shit. I wanted to hear this whole thing oh, for a long time. Oh, right. So Okay, so Toby, I'm glad I didn't give him a fake name. <laughs> Toby goes to this party. And it's like I knew it wasn't his place. I, I knew it was Trey Parker and Matt Stones. We all did. Um, right. So, yeah. So I knew it wasn't his house. And I could tell... He just seemed, like, insecure. I don't know. There was, like, something about him. And I've since learned that whenever somebody says there's just something about that person, that something is that they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, it's... There's there's something for, like, a gut instinct, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's something off about this guy. But then I thought, oh, he's just so insecure. And for some reason that made me feel... Sad for him. Yes. Yeah, and he wrote on South Park, but mm-hmm. no one really writes on. Yeah, Park. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. But also that thing, I'm totally interrupting you. Yeah, no. But like that thing, you usually have that gut instinct. Yeah. And then when, and when you come back, you're like, I had that gut instinct, and I was right. But then there's a, sometimes you meet people and you're like, I don't like that person. And then like you spend like a, like a couple of days and like, oh, like they're great. I was wrong. I know. So then you like you disregard. So that it's feeling. it on the ads. Yeah. Wipes the slate clean. I know. Um, so he. Yeah, so I meet that guy, and it was with, like, dumb people, like, the least funny people from my groundlings class. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, why am I hanging out with these people? (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. all bad. And everyone there was random. They were all from MySpace. Like, I realized later, like, he didn't even know anyone at the party. He literally invited everyone, including my friend, off of MySpace. That's crazy. Yeah, so he didn't... It wasn't like we were the strangers. Everyone was a stranger. It was. He's like He was like a sad Gatsby. Yeah, yes, and, like, lured everyone Uh in... You know, through saying it was Trey Parker Matt Stone's house. Or sure. whatever. Why am I, I saying would, that they're a couple? I would go to it that was party. Trey Parker's yeah, house. No, they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of yeah. a couple. Um, so then I, um, <clears throat> so eventually I started dating him, and he's it, a charming guy. Was he charming? I don't know. The, first, the one or two time I met him, I was like, this guy seems nice. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. There was a reason that you were like attracted yeah, to him in some sure. capacity. Um, and sometimes he told really funny stories, what I, which I later learned were all, like, trays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I started dating him, and, like, it was bad from the beginning. Like, like one night, he was supposed to come over, and then we were, we were going to go to Trey's house mm-hmm. and play piano. And I was like, yes, like, that sounds like such a great yeah. time. And he didn't show up. And then, like, who, that never, that's such a crazy thing, to actually be, like, stood up. To actually have someone, like, yeah. not come and pick you Especially up. Especially somebody that you're, like, this is not, like, a date. This is, like, somebody you're dating. Yeah, yeah. It's a bizarre thing. Yeah, so, and mind you, I lived in this, like, shitty, like, shack of an apartment in West L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and worked at the Cheesecake Factory. So mm-hmm. I was doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, yeah, so he doesn't call, and I was, like, or it doesn't show up, and I'm, like, okay, that's, I have, that's it. Like, you can't just, like, not show up. Yeah. So, of course, I call him, and he was like, oh, well, sorry I didn't call you back. My dad died. Yeah. So, I felt terrible. Yeah. And Was he, like, broken up when he told you Yeah. This? And I was, I felt, 
awful and so his dad died and he was gonna have to go to the funeral and then two weeks later his dad died and he lost his job at south park so it was just like that's ev- a shit storm everything mm-hmm. now he has no money and his dad just died um and then two weeks later his mom dies very very carry this is like dave eggers this is like a heartbreaking work of staggering genius <laughs> yeah. so his parents die mm-hmm. and he has no money and for some reason, I end up paying for the funeral. And I... <laughs> Funerals I, are fucking expensive. Yeah. I've paid for them. Yes. They're not cheap. I know. And Oof. it's not like I had you, any money. You had that sweet cheesecake cheddar. <laughs> I got that cheesecake yeah. money. So I... It was just such a desperate situation. Like his, And you also felt terrible. Yeah. His parents had died. He didn't have work. I was like, you're good. Like, I can, you know, whatever. Like, I, I was like, I'll help this person out. So... Getting a getting money for a funeral, I like super ghetto fabulously got a cash call loan, like oh, the wow. kinds that Webster. Because what do I know? I'm 21. Yeah, I didn't know anything. I was like, how am I going to get a ton but, of money? But also, like, and I have no credit because I've never had a credit card. That could be a thing that he could do. Like, cash yeah, call, didn't even, it's not didn't like even, I know. Didn't even think about that. Like that's I, the thing where you don't even need credit. I don't need they, like, they want you to <laughs> yeah, have they're bad just credit. Gonna, and it's like a ten thousand dollar loan is actually a thirty thousand uh-huh. dollars. Something crazy. So I take out this giant loan, and he has eight brothers and sisters. Yeah. Which, why weren't they doing anything? That's but, a ton yeah, of people. I know, but he, you know, he was the one that actually worked in his family, and, you know, they're all messes, and his family's terrible. Oh. So whatever. So I pay for this funeral, and he invited me to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to go. It was in Colorado, and I was like, I'm not going to go because I'm still trying to be an actor. Eventually, I'd mm-hmm. gone on auditions. And I didn't want to miss anything. Like, I was already sacrificing money. I didn't want to miss sure. being here. <laughs> You're so, already putting yourself in debt. <laughs> I'm already putting myself in debt. So then I... So, yeah. So I pay for the funeral. And he doesn't even say thank you. Like, no... I know I didn't know his brothers and sisters. No, no one from you the family... You should have gotten, like, cards left he, and right. Yeah. No one from the family said thank you. And I just felt, like, awful. Yeah. Yeah, I felt terrible. and Like you've been swindled or <laughs> yeah, taken advantage of. didn't uh-huh, realize uh-huh. this. So then, so that's in the early part. And then eventually I have this job where I'm making, I'm like working at this shack on Sunset, Cabo Cantina. Oh, so sure. Yeah. And I'm making a ton of money. We all made a shit ton of money. And I, over the course of a year, I, it was just like funneling to his existence because he wasn't getting a job. Because he was, like, too depressed At or this whatever. point, did you, well, I, but I can see that, like, if you're, like, you lost both parents and you lost... It, everything it, it was, makes he sense. was so depressed that he couldn't function. And it wasn't, like, if somebody, do, if someone that you're dating, like, their people die, like, you can't really, like, you should be able to leave. Yeah. Right? But it's a sensitive... But then you feel like an asshole. Yeah, that's But like did you, a, so you were, like, staying around just for total, like, betrothment to be, like, a good person? Or was there, like, genuine feeling there? I still liked him. This is what I realized looking back is when, whenever we were together, mind you, I never went to his house mm-hmm. or I went with once, but he was always came over because he lived in Santa Monica or right. whatever. So that's already shady. But when we were together, I would have a blast and I realized that I was having a blast because whenever we were together, we were writing Oh. And I was just enjoying writing and right. making jokes. It's kind of like when I grew up with church. Like, I don't actually like church. I just liked singing. Yeah. Like, I didn't believe in all that shit. I was just like, I feel so happy because well, I'm singing. That's how you learn about a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. there's music. Um, so, yeah. So, I did I did uh, pity him. And I did, I 
I, th- I think I would have thought that I loved him or whatever. Yeah, he was like the only person I really knew mm-hmm. also. So, yeah, so I, I kept like giving him just so, so much money. But to me, it was like a, a savings plan because he always had it. He would always get a job. Right. He would get like a show for Nick at Night or whatever or a mm-hmm. show for Nickelodeon writing cartoons. And that I would always know how much that was going to pay him. And I'd be like, oh, sweet. Like he's going to make 80 grand in one day. He can pay me back my $30,000. Right, right. And then I'll just go make a movie. Right. So for me, it was like, I'm still saving. Like I don't need anything waitressing saving. And then, and then he started working for Mad TV, mm-hmm. which is what you might know. Mm-hmm. And by this point, I am like so broke. He's the worst human ever. I, I you're still together though. Yeah, or I think we were like kind of. Break, I don't know. Um, and he gets cancer. So then, on top of it, he had cancer. Was and it I, testicular cancer? I don't even know. It was like. Thyroid like thyroid cancer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, yeah, thyroid cancer because I was cooking him iodine-free food. Oh, and like, imagine, to me, this was this broken person who had no money, no anything. And it was just like sad all the time. And it's just like had a bunch of bad things happen. Yeah. Um, and then so I would like selflessly do, I was always buying him groceries. I was like, you know, making this iodine-free food and then he works for Mad TV. So finally, and mind you, I was so starving like I literally had no food that I would drive to Mad TV ask him to bring me like craft services mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he'd go back and he'd be such a dick he'd bring me like an apple and like a mini Snickers and I'd be like bitch you know that I'm so broke and there's also of you. so much shit and there's in there. so much in craft Nobody services like just get a fucking loaf like anything take a just take a, a plate of tuna salad anything great I'm happy yeah so he, yeah, because he just took all my money. Um, and eventually he took my car, even. Like, he borrowed my car. It got towed. I didn't know it was towed. Never got picked up. And then it was impounded. And you know how they just, like, give cars yeah. away. So eventually I had nothing. So even when I was going to Mad TV, I was walking. Oh so God. I would be walking from, like, West L.A. to Mad TV, which is in Hollywood, and being like, can and, like, you bring me a Raleigh fucking Studios, yeah. apple, you dipshit? And you come out with, like, nothing. So... And meanwhile, I had friends who were on Mad TV, mm-hmm. but they were just like Brownlings. I didn't really, really know them. So one night he's over, and I'm going through his phone, and he's obsessively calling some Colorado number. So of course I clock it, and then one night I on just a mattress because I had sold my bed frame. Oh my god! <laughs> like nothing. I called the number, and you called the number from his phone, or you just from had... my phone. So you yeah. had it memorized. So let's say his last name's David. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby David. So somebody answers the phone and he goes, and his dad's name is also Toby David. Uh-huh. And, his, and the phone, I answered the phone, the person answered the phone and he's like, this is Toby David. Oh no. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. What is it? And I hung up and then I called again. And so it was this non-dead dad who answered the phone. Did you, as soon as he answered, did you like heart sink? You're like, oh, that's a mistake. I freaked the fuck out. Then I called, I called like three times. And then on the third one, I was just like, hi, my name's Megan, and um, your son, like, do you know your son? And he lives in L.A., and, and then his dad thought that I was, like, some crazy chick on drugs. Yeah. Um, but did he say, like, yes, he's in L.A., or did yeah, he? Yeah, he's like, yeah, my son's Toby. And I was like, yeah, and you have and you have other children named Bonnie and all these other people that I knew or that I knew of. And I and then I didn't know what else to say, and we hung up, and I think I passed out because I don't really remember. 
anything until yeah that's an overwhelming thing (laughs) that's crazy yeah but mind you so now i know everything's fake which i should have known earlier but the lies were so big that if you believed one you believed a whole year right was it was it immediate was it like instant like as soon as that as soon as like the bloom was off the rose with that like oh everything's bullshit or yes. Like maybe it's just one no. Thing. I why well, no. I still didn't know. I'm like, does this person have cancer? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, and so mind you, uh, you know, I, over the course of that year, I w- I started complaining. I would be like, I can't believe you're because I I was just doing all this stuff, and he was so cold and and but eventually his family members would email me and say thank you for paying for the funerals and all that. So eventually, I had email relationships with twelve fake people. Uh-huh. Over like a year and a half. Yeah. So I thought I... And they were, they were all him. That's crazy. Yeah. Were they different voices? The only... So I only ever emailed people. And it was everything was so clever. Like everything was always my own fault. Like for some reason I didn't think I had the right to talk to these people on the phone. Or like waste their time. Even though... Well, you know, also you're like a polite person and like... I don't know if you're like contacting you. It's it's. I think it's mostly human nature to take people at face value. Yeah. 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 So the the worst was that at the lowest of this when I was when I was just like, like, he. It was very obvious that I was, um, that he had like ruined my life. Like that was clear. Like he knew I had no money. Like he wasn't paying it back. It was awful. I was still trying to let, you know audition. But in in that time, he always had, like, famous friends who were, like, helping him out. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while, he would have enough money for X, Y. I'd be like, how'd you get that fucking car? Like, what are you talking about? This is, he got a car and your car was Yeah, mine's gone. And then I'm like, he would always show up in a different car and he'd be like, oh, I was at Matt Stone's house and this is somebody else's car and I just took it. And all these different cars, uh, which I later found out he was just renting cars all the time with the money that I gave him. Like, he wasn't even financially smart about the money he that could have leased him. a car yeah like what are you doing and I so but in, in that time like one of his famous friends like he would have some of his he okay he would have Sasha Baron Cohen right email mm-hmm. me and I'm believing that Sasha Baron Cohen is emailing me because I've seen pictures of him in rooms with Sasha Baron Cohen and mm-hmm. you know whatever and he would be like oh Sasha's helping me out Blah, blah, blah. Sasha got me a therapist. And the whole time I'm like, that, this is so unfair. Like, you're still getting shit. Like, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are, like, taking still care looking. of you. Yeah. yeah. And why don't they just fund your existence instead yeah. of me? Which was my own fault. But... But also you're, like, in a relationship and you're like, I want to help you. Yeah. And I just... I'm yeah. a teammate. And I was, yeah, young. Also young. Yeah. yeah. And... But the worst was he was like, well... Sasha gave me this um, therapist Mm -hmm. and you can talk to him. And I'm like, I'm not going to make that man pay for any of my shit. Like, that's crazy. Like, no, I'm not taking that gift of therapy from someone. Like, it's crazy. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to give you his email. If you want to email him, email him. So, of course, one night I email him and I'm like, listen, I can't. The therapist or Sasha? I'm like, I can't pay you. Um, You know, I don't... uh, you know, whatever. And the guy was like, listen, just, you're a writer. Just email all your feelings whenever you want. I can give feedback. It's not like a full session, whatever. So eventually, I'm emailing a therapist all the time. And it's not a real therapist. And then he's writing back super fucking crazy manipulative shit. 
that somebody should not say yeah. and <laughs> who also, is manipulating like, Are you me. also saying, like, in this email, like, I'm having, I'm questioning this I'm like, guy. Toby this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And they'd be like, you know, he's suffering from X, Y, and Z, so therefore you need to deal with it in this way. And I'm like, ah, this but, doctor. Oh, that's so Machiavellian and also, like, from a nefarious standpoint, oh. so fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's awful. Because he knows exactly what you're thinking. Oh, I know. And he also, like, can, can cut and that off. And then tells, the yeah. That's crazy. It's terrible. It's like having, like, a, like, had, like, your place bugged, but, like, yeah, your thoughts yeah, bugged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, KGB the amount, weird shit. I mean, the amount of time it took him to keep up all these lies is, like, he could have had like a real any career. career. Yeah. Like, he could have, like, become a chef or something. Made something of himself. So I, yeah, so I was talking to all these fake people. So the night that they, um, that, uh, and I thought I was friends with Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was like, Sasha and I email. And I would go on wire image and see like real life, like in real time images of him, like, you know, like, wait a second, it was just, must have been from his yeah, Blackberry. Probably. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm talking really loud, by the way, I realize. That's fine. I talk really loud. Um, so where was I going? So the, when, once I found out his parents were not dead. Uh huh. Do you know? You knew. You like. Had, did you start to dig then? Well, then I was like, world was just like thrown upside down. Yeah. And well, the worst was I was like, oh, I'm never getting paid back. Well, which also, as he was working for Mad TV, he wasn't even paying me back. And that's not. And that's that's okay. That's pretty okay. Money. Yeah, like you could have anything. Like that's you can definitely start like paying someone back. So, but he always had medical bills and like other uh-huh. fake shit that it was uh-huh. going to. Um, so I did one real thing that I did have was Trey Parker's email address. And I don't remember why I had it, but so somehow through Toby I had it, and I emailed Trey Parker and I'm like, hey, I know you don't know me. I'm just letting you know that I've been dating this guy who worked for you for a year. Because that's what always legitimized him. Is if you went to his IMDb, it said he had credits. Worked for South Park. Yeah, decent human being. Mm-hmm. You would think. So I emailed Trey. I'm like, I think I'm friends with these people. I've given this man this much money. Blah 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 blah. That also happened to be the exact same day that Fox mm-hmm. called Trey and said, "We hired this guy who's been on Mad TV for however many months." And he's not funny. And he keeps saying that he has all these projects. Like, whenever he was at work and a pitch would fail, mm-hmm. he would say, oh, well, I'm working on this with Trey Parker, so why don't you tell Trey he's not funny? And then he'd be like, oh, and then they'd, like, make it a sketch and it would be terrible. You know what I mean? Jesus. I but, mean, like, also, why was that enough to, like, why? oh, okay, then we'll put it on the air. Yeah. That's crazy. So, <clears throat> um, so Trey happened to be get my email and be called by Fox at the same time to be like, what, what's the deal? And there, and Trey was like, oh, that's like the worst human being ever. He, you know, he, we don't endorse him, blah, blah, blah. We fired him a long time ago. He was a PA, et cetera, et cetera. He was a PA. So he grew up with Trey and Matt. Uh-huh. Trey and Matt never wanted to see him ever again. And Tr- Toby one day just drove to LA, showed up at whatever Trey's company is called. Mm-hmm. And asked for a job and they were like okay so they let him be like a PA and kind of have some writing credits or something yeah so he um, so because he got that email and that phone call on the same day he realized I was not crazy and he invited me to dinner that night and it was the worst ever like I went to dinner at the Four Seasons with Trey some other writer from Mad TV who also who was there to validate my lies Pam Brady, mm-hmm. 
and all these people that I like worshipped, mm-hmm. and I had to be there as like this stupid, sad little, <laughs> yeah, I've been taken advantage of, yeah, young girl. Like I remember, I was just so out of it. I think I had to. I wore a coat, and I remember not taking off my coat because, like, I hadn't even, like, shaved my armpits in, like, two mm-hmm. weeks because, like, mm-hmm. that was, like, not something on my agenda. No, your whole <laughs> like, world was like, crashing. Like, yeah, everything was you like, knew to be true. Yeah, I was like, wait, do I have hairy armpits? You were, like, you were like Bruce Willis at the end of, like, Six Sense. You're like, am I dead? <laughs> am I dead? Yeah. So from this dinner, I find out that Toby has been hired for Mad TV from my sketches. He was using your sketches. Yes. So my sketches got him the job. That also feel good. That felt good, but like uh, not really. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, man. And then the worst, and he was dating someone on Mad TV. He was, I can't say who, I guess yeah. it's not very nice. Yeah. And he was married. He was married? Yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So Trey tells me he's married. To the sad blackjack dealer who has no car also and is not mobile, so she can't track these lies. Uh-huh. And um, and I was like, well, does she know like any of this? And she didn't. So I was like, should I call her? And so eventually I called her. But before that, Trey brought me to his house with a couple of South Park people like another night, like mm-hmm. a couple nights later. And I was definitely not admitting how fucked up I was by any of this. I was just like, I went in someone's, like a borrowed car from somewhere and just tried to act like I wasn't like about to kill myself Uh and keep it chill. And they basically were like vetting me to make sure I wasn't also... A part of his ring. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think his wife was, now that I think about all this. sounds like Yeah. So, so he's like, okay, you're legit. Um, we're going to treat you like our baby sister and we're uh-huh. going to take care of you. And like, I could, like, couldn't have been better for me. I was just like, oh, like it was just like such a safe space and someone who could figure out all the lies. And I just felt so protected by Trey, mm-hmm. um, after all that. And then, and then like, like Fox legal would call me and I just wanted to know, I just wanted to know what was true. Cause I still didn't know what was real and, and what was fake. I still don't really know if I was emailing his brothers and sisters. I didn't know what was going on at South Park or at, at, at Mad TV. And Mad kept saying, like, well, what do you want? Like, because they thought I wanted some sort of compensation. And they would, like, the lawyers would be really aggressive and they'd be on the phone. And they'd be like, it's not our fault that we... Oh, I'm just heartbroken. Yeah, here. and I was literally just don't like, oh, no, me. like, I don't know, like, <laughs> if black is black when I see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not suing anyone for... I couldn't have anyways. They were very clear about that. But I was just like, oh, I like literally don't know like what's true. Yeah. Like, is he dying? You know, you know, all these things. So that was no help. And the people from Mad TV were no help because they felt bad for the girl that he had been dating. Right. But she didn't fund his existence for an entire year uh-huh. and she was fine. She could just like walk away. I was still like in debt thousands of dollars with no car. Um <laughs> but it's also fascinating. I was skateboarding like, to audition. Oh my god! Like in the valley. That sounds pretty chill. I was like, except you know it's when it's not that on far the freeway, it's right? <laughs> yeah. But like, it's it's not like he must have been pretty charmed. Like, because you're like you're like a smart, attractive lady, and this woman on Mad TV is also like a smart, attractive, talented. Like he's like there must have been something, some sort of. You know what I think? Intangible it's, about him that like people were. Uh, yeah, drawn I, to. I think it's that, but also sociopathic people find really sweet people. Mm-hmm. That other girl is very, very sweet. Right. And 
I was sweet and I didn't believe that people lied. Yeah. I would never think that someone would lie. No, it seems I just, bonkers. Yeah, I didn't lie. I, I didn't I would never lie about but but they are. I, I I know I'm like have a sixth sense for sociopathic people or people with sociopathic tendencies now and I've like I have like famous guy friends that are very kind and they'll start like dating this person and I'm like, Oh no, I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, but they're all like very sweet. It's just like they they find you. They know what they're getting into because they've done it before. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Trey's totally going to help me. And and by helping, I just mean like talk with me. Right. You know, like that's all I needed. Someone that you know for sure is like you're a real. person. Yeah. Like I even, I was, uh, my apartment lease was up so I didn't have anywhere to live. So I'm like staying at my friend's place in Pasadena. And even like Trey would call like an hour after I saw Trey, he would call me. And I wouldn't know if it was him because I just right. didn't know anything. So I'd be like, what did you eat at the Four Seasons? Or what did you... Well, what kind of fireplace do you have at your house? And blah, 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 blah. Because I just was like, yeah, I know your voice, but like, yeah. not really. Yeah. Um, and they got a private investigator and did all that. But so eventually, um, so, so up until that point, everyone I had spoken with that was fake was via email. Right. But then once Toby knew that all of this happened, I started getting calls from people with real voices. Like, so I got a call from like a woman that was his therapist and she was like, you need to leave Toby alone. Like, this is what's happening. He knows what he did, but blah, 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 blah. And so that was the first time I was like, oh, now I'm potentially talking to like... Somebody that... Fake. Yeah. Yeah. So before I put any of that together, Trey was like, yeah, you should call his wife. So I called his wife. She answers... And I'm like, okay, where do you live? She's like, in Santa Monica. I'm like, oh, so I've just been paying your rent for like a year at your nice fucking place in Santa, your $4,000 a month Oof. place in Santa Monica. And I live in like, I'm sleeping on a mattress. And this was like 10 years ago. That's a fuck That was ton a of nice rent. place. Yeah. Jesus. And so. Keys are falling out. Keys falling. Mm-hmm. So she, I'm telling her everything. She seems very like heartbroken and lost and didn't think any of this was happening, but never knew how Toby, she, she was always like, I didn't know why he was always bringing home food and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, I've got, would get that for him and his writing partner. She didn't understand how he was funding their existence. And I was like, oh. she never asked questions. I she mean, was, she was just buying like in as well. Blackjack dealer from wherever. He's always lying. He right. always says some, or he's like, and then when he's not, when he's not giving a logistical lie, it's like a, oh, I was molested when I was a kid. And then you're like, oh, well, I feel bad. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, that's probably not even true. Yeah. Just trolling for empathy. Yeah. And, um, so I told her and, um, and she knew everything and I wanted to like get my stuff back. Like he had stuff of mine that I right. wanted. She's like, oh yeah, we've got this like storage unit. I don't know what's in there. Jesus. Yeah, but eventually Trey stopped communicating with me. Hmm. Like, a couple days after that. So... You think he was like, this is all too much? I think it was probably all too much. Because he was he probably had, questioning the same had, shit. He had no obligation mm-hmm. to help me at all. Um, not to mention, all of my emails to Toby, I mean, look like... I mean, they have me believing everything. Because like, I gave Toby, I said, like, you can have my email password. They went on a retreat. Right. And, like, during their South Park retreat, I'm like, you can have my email password. Like, scroll through whatever you want. Like, I just want you to know, like, 
you can see what he's written me. I'm legit, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm realizing, especially since I started talking to women on the phone mm -hmm. who were Toby's therapist or Toby's whatever. I think they're always his, women. I want to talk to two real people on the phone, okay. his sister and a female therapist. And right at the end when shit hit the fan and he knew that the jig was up. So I just assume that it must be, must have been her. The blackjack dealer. Yeah. Who's just like, you know. Because who else is this other person? Who yeah. is this other voice that you're getting? Because she knew so much of it. Did she? Did you was, can't just coach like a random Craigslist person. Like yeah. talk to like she knew when I would speak back to her and say, "But this, this, this," she would know how to respond. Like she knew my history. Was there a different affectation between like sister and therapist and blackjack dealer, or was it just? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, everyone sounded. I didn't know any. My brain was like yeah. in the clouds. Yeah. I didn't know anything. You were just spinning in general. <laughs> yeah. You're totally untethered. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, so then Trey stopped talking, and, but I was scared for my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because anybody who has, like, no sense of, uh, um, I don't remorse about, like, lying yeah. about people dying and having a, a terminal, like, a very serious disease, like, yeah. they don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. And then, like, he, he called me once everyone knew everything and still was trying to, like, Oh, before he knew that mm -hmm. I, that the shit was hitting the fan, he asked to come and stay at my place. And we were like Jesus. no longer together. I was like, I'm only in contact with you because you need to pay me back. And so that freaked me out. I'm like, oh my God, he was trying to like live in my yeah. apartment. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but there's nothing you can do. Like I went to get restraining orders. You can't get restraining orders unless you have blood on you. Like nothing. That's crazy. It's totally legal to fuck with someone's mind and to lie. Sure. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Yeah, there's, <laughs> which is shitty, but yeah, that's a. I mean, that's pretty much. Mo I, I mean, I still don't remember so much of it. Like I was like a crazy person. So what was for a long time? What was there any? And then he just disappeared. So then he was black blacklisted like literally like everyone in the industry knew that mm -hmm. week even to the point where bill Hader was like on the set of conan and the pa was walking around going don't ever anyone no one can hire anyone named toby whatever blah 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 and but that's also part of it like so bill Hader knew toby from south park mm -hmm. and i met bill Hader early on at a snl after party mm -hmm. that my friends were at and i told him i'm dating toby and he was like, oh, he's not with Jen anymore? And I was like, no. And oh, totally treated me like a normal human being. Yeah. Like that was... Because he, he thought he was a normal human being. Yeah. Right? And, but that also helped validate everything. I was like, oh, you do know Bill Hader. Because I talked yeah. to Bill Hader yeah. and he knows you. Yeah. It's so but bizarre. I know. And then so for like a really long time, I was paying off all that stuff. And didn't really know what was real. <laughs> but he just so like, he called you one last time to be like, can I stay at your place? And you're like, fuck no. I was and like, then he just, was he just like, so she, in the wind? Yeah. So he was blacklisted from mm -hmm. this town. And then I, through crazy like stalking, saw that he's, he went to like Ireland or something to be in a sketch group there and like ha had them like write articles about him. And then Ireland would be so lucky to have him because he's just sick of America and American comedy and he wants to do it like Ir the Irish are doing. Oh boy. Yeah. And I would email those people. I'd be like, hey, sketch group that 
from Ireland that doesn't know any better. I just want you to know, like, this man's crazy. And eventually he's going to steal all your shit and all your money. They never Did, wrote me they, back. They, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Because I, I had heard about this thing because... Yeah, I forgot AJ. He can't... He would go... To, like, the yeah. film festival, or the television festival. Yeah, he spoke on one of the first year we had a panel, and, like, we are like, oh, we got a South Park writer. Yeah. That's exciting. And I set like, that all up. Yeah. And, and people flocked to him. Yeah, because it was, like, it was, like, him and, like, Mike Scully and, like, a bunch yeah. of other, it was, like, it was a cool thing. Yeah. And that, and he was, like, charming on the panel. I remember, yeah, like, he some was. jokes and stuff. Yeah, sociopaths are charming. But it was so, and then afterwards, after I'd heard about this, I think from AJ. Yeah. Um, our friend AJ. I had another friend who was working on Mad TV at the time and oh, he yeah. told me about like everybody's kind of like is this what's going on with this yeah. this guy seems a little bit weird but then whenever he would like kind of get in a place that was weird yeah. he would like break up you know find you in your office or something and then like confide in you and start to cry and he would when oh he would God. cry and like my friend is like this big uh, like ex-military dude and who was that Colton? this guy no, guy no. oh Guy Stevenson? yeah yeah Oh, I haven't even talked to Guy about. And it yeah. was, and he was just said that it was, uh, very like unsettling. You know, when somebody cries, you're just like, yeah. oh, your your instinct is just like, oh, I just want to make this better and make yeah. it stop. So like everything would go out like, okay, this is he somebody's says, going like, through something. Yeah. And so I just like heard about this all this shit on the B side, and like, holy fuck, that's crazy. This is like a real life Frank Abagnale, like a catch me yeah. if you can. But like the thing that you were saying, like. If he had invested all the time, oh my god! Because he like the con worked. He had great. He had a great job. And the amount of time, yeah, you could have written a million movies or anything. He got the job. Like he could have yeah. just been like done. I'm making solid money. Yeah, I conned my way into this. Let's just like cut my cut. Like I know. Stop doing this and like actually focus and on like, this. Do and the thing. Probably still yeah. be working. I know. Yeah. Right. He. Like, with the crying in front of people and, like, the extent to how far he would go. So, when he invited me to the funeral, I didn't go. He was gone for two weeks. He came back emaciated. Mm -hmm. Like, depressed as fuck. So skinny. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I later found out that over those two weeks, he got married at Trey Parker's house in Hawaii. Why is he still... But also, like... But how is he doing all this shit with Trey? Like, because Trey didn't trust him, I don't know. Him, right? I told Trey that. I was like, you have enabled this human being that you think has been the worst. Like, he and, like, the guy who's butters, basically, like, all of them who went to high school with him, they're like, oh, yeah, he's always the worst. But he, he, like, like, but he let him throw parties at his house. He was, like, house-sitting. He was their oh, bitch. So you know? Like, he was the writer that, like, basically, Trey would be like, oh, what do you think's funny, A or B? And Toby would say B. Like, sweet, now I know to do A. Right. You know? I mean, he was their bitch. I mean, they they even, this is how much they, you know, I think Trey gets off on, like, being kind of, like, I don't know, a dick. Like, even even the wedding ring that he got, I mean, everybody pitied this guy. Just, yeah. He was pathetic. But, like, the wedding ring that he got for his wife, Trey paid for because they were like, this, you've, you've been with this like poor jack-jack dealer for like 15 years and you're not even like proposing to her and she's always, you know, with you. So he's like, I'll buy the wedding ring under the stipulation that I can stick it up my butt. So he had this tainted wedding ring. Uh-huh. Like that was the, it was funny to them. That's yeah. worth the $10,000 uh-huh. to like shove a ring up your ass and be like, haha, every time I see Jen, his wife, she's 
wearing. I get the appeal of that, but then you still have to put a ring up your butt. Yeah, but those guys are yeah pretty homoerotic. Um, <laughs> what did this do to you, like moving forward? Like, how long was it before you could like trust anybody? The funny thing is, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, how did you trust people?" And I kind of just. I, I did still. I was just very aware. Um, it wasn't that I had trust issues in relationships. It would be more with my, my work. Like, if somebody were to steal a tweet, I'd be like, fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Throwing everyone on blast, which you should do anyways. And then if, you know, now in the relationship, or now if I'm pitching a show with my boyfriend and we're writing together... I'm like, I'm like a catalog of what jokes I've come up right. with. You know what I mean? If he, if he even happens to say, oh, that one bit, and he thinks it's his, I like lose my shit. Right. I don't now because I'm aware of it. But it was more like of my art. I was very more, a lot more protective of my art, mm. which is kind of hard when you're trying to collaborate with like the sketch community. Yeah, but that's yeah. also interesting that like you took that more of a personal affront than you did like actually being, <laughs> being taken ruined as a, as a human person. being. Yeah. yeah. I, I I was just I was very like I mean I was fucked up for a long time um, and I and I was I remember like four years later like I don't even see AJ because mm-hmm. of that like seeing AJ is like because AJ knew that whole you know period and I love AJ but like just like for some reason like the shame of it like I just can't like when, when I would see AJ every couple of years after that I would just be like oh my god like you're so special to me but I can't well it's like a Pavlovian thing open like, that up right it now it reminds you of like feeling shameful and feeling yeah. embarrassed and yeah and just and I I couldn't like um I don't know I, mean, I have like like PTSD sometimes I was always like losing like getting lost in parking lots for like mm-hmm. hours like thinking that was normal being like why can't I just like press the clicker and find my car right. like it was like normal to me to be lost all the time or to like was that what was that about just because you were like unfocused or your like mind was like so scattered or thinking about other things or yeah you know what it's that like I like I remember like um I mean, I would get lost in parking lots all the time. But, like, one time at, like, I only ever park in the first level at Target. Sure. As one should. Uh-huh. Um, Target and WeHo, shout out. And I would, so I would go in to Target, come out, and then all of a sudden I can't find my car. And the floor looks different. But I'm not realizing, oh, I'm on the second floor accidentally. Right. I'm, like, literally somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh. They changed the entire aesthetic while I was gone. Right. Like, for some reason, that makes sense to me because, like, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, well, how did this happen? If you go through, like, a year of your life thinking that ev- that everything is true and then it just, like, evaporates into dust. Yeah. Like, I think anytime there's a shift from what you perceive to be reality, yeah. like, immediately it's like, oh, somebody's fucking me. Oh, my God. So they changed it again. And then I would walk around everywhere and then eventually I would call someone and they'd be like, are you on the second floor? And I'd be like, no, I never go on this. And then I would be. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, why did I... That was crazy. I was just a lot more scatterbrained and a lot just, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, very difficult to think clearly. Right. Yeah. And to not be reactive. And 
But, but what I was saying, like, with AJ four years later, so, like, four years later, I mean, every week, every month was a reminder with everything I had to pay back. Right. Because I was also broke for a really long time. Yeah, that's also, like, you can't just, like, all right, this period's over, and now I'm good. Now yeah. it's like, I have to fucking pay for this mistake, yeah. literally, yeah. for the next five years. Yeah, I couldn't, like, go to therapy. I couldn't get all the things that one, that you should do if you're, like, the victim of a sociopath. But I, like... I remember, like, seeing AJ or something and saying something like, oh, yeah, because of Toby. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, but that was four years ago. And, like, that did not occur to me at all. But I'm also, I'm still living it. I was like, what? Oh, I'm in it to win it. I'm still, like, I would comb through my emails. I would print them all out. I made, like, things to, like, sue just in case I did ever see him. Like, and I would have, like, serving papers, like, in my car. Oh, boy. I had, like, a whole roadmap because half of it was, like, printing out all these emails and, like, trying to connect the dots mm-hmm. there were still so many it was just really difficult to figure out well and, yeah I imagine because like you just didn't know what reality was yeah. so everything like once you see like oh everything could potentially be a lie yeah then like you don't you, you start to question everything right that's yeah. like how like paranoia sets in sure yeah and anyone who could give me information wasn't talking to me right. so Trey wasn't talking to me anymore he gave me a great deal of information no one at Mad TV would talk to me. I wasn't their people. I didn't yeah. work with them. And they had a different victim. And they were victims themselves. And then I was just like... On your own again. Yeah. But even like even like the girl who worked at Mad TV in, in like HR, I knew her. But like couldn't from Groundlings. And like would be like, oh, but like was Toby like really sick? And she'd be like, oh, we never got... We never had any information saying he had cancer or anything. Oh, boy. Yeah. But it was really shitty. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, do you see, like, um, it's interesting that it just affects your work, but, like, how long did it even take you to be cognizant of the fact that, like, that you were suspect of things? That, like, you know, like, to the target thing, like, in the parking lot. How long did it even take you to, like, into your, you had the level of self-awareness to be like, to be oh, like, this, this isn't is, normal. This is all happening because of a trauma. A long time. Yeah. I mean, like... At least six years after that. Mm. Oh, I would just realize, like, like my boyfriend now would be like, oh, you always get lost or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's, like, not normal. Right. Like, it shouldn't take an hour. I can think of all the parking lots I've been lost mm-hmm. in. Like, that's crazy. And all you have to do is, like, remember where you parked. It took a long, a long, long time. And then I didn't go, start going to therapy until, like, two years ago. And then, you know, obviously you realize a lot more. But, yeah, I mean, they basically, I mean, they will, my therapist, like, uses PTSD is what, to describe it. Sure. But it's, but until I had a name for it, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I just thought, oh, I'm spacey. Or, right. oh, I'm like, sometimes I'm really good when I'm improvising and sometimes I'm not. Right, right, right. You know, like, I'm just like. Unknown variables. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I could think of other examples, but it took a really long time. Well, like with just like you're in a relationship now yeah, and have been for a long time. Yeah. And, but like when you first started, when you first met him and started dating, was it like a little bit like, were you just on, on high, uh, watch just to be like, whenever he mentioned things like, is that quantifiable? Can I check this out? Yes. I was. Anybody you meet. I, I was for him. Definitely. And he's funny. Like he. Um, I met my boyfriend now, who's lovely, through um, his brother when I used to sing at this club. His brother was a musician. And at the time, both of them kind of lied a lot. Hmm. Like, kind of lied about... Not really. Like, the, like 
Um, just about like insecure type lies, like not like life narrative lies, sure. but like making yourself look better than you actually are. You're just, which, cooking, you're, just you're just padding padding your numbers. Yeah, right? embellishing. Mm-hmm. And I would I was really like on to like all of that. Calling it out. Yeah, yeah. and like like and like hyper speed. Um, so yeah, I would do it with that. And I always say like I beat the liar out of my boyfriend, but he wasn't a liar. He was just like a young kid that would you yeah, know like make himself feel like he sure. wasn't just eating at Seven Eleven every weekend. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And which is the thing you do when you're young? You like don't want to feel like yeah, you, you don't want to like just like act totally, like you have your shit together. Yeah, That's you don't want to like be a loser. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am. Um, I think that the superpower from it is from that and other various traumas. You, you become like hyper aware. Um, and that can be like good and bad. Like you're always like aware, but as an actor where all I do is observe people anyways, like Mm -hmm. I love it. Like I catch things all the time. And I just read a study that women actually pick up on social cues a lot better than men. And obviously a non (laughs) than a non Asperger's, but it's fun for me. Like I'll be out with my boyfriend and I'll, I, I can catch anything from people and looks and stuff and I'll be like that's not you're really reading into that and then I'll go and have lunch with mm-hmm. the one person of the couple that we were with and that's exactly like mm-hmm. I was exactly right from just you're just like hyper vigilant yeah yeah are you exhausted all the time from that <laughs> I don't know I think so maybe um I don't know I now I being hyper vigilant I like for mm-hmm. for rating I think you can and acting you can just suck up more of right. people yeah. Oh man. What would you say uh, if you had like any advice for anybody who has like gone through or is going through like a similar thing where like, yeah. oh, you're not who you say you are. Like, how do you emotionally and also just pragmatically deal with that? Like post finding out or something. Yeah, or just like I mean, I mean that's a very specific thing. Yeah. But just like something when like, oh, what I thought was a reality is not. Like, how does one deal with that and? I don't know because I don't know if I ever figured it out I think it's like you have to this is I can say what you can do with a sociopath this is what I know from that is that people who are dating sociopaths there's like a addictive element of it where you're a normal human being Mm -hmm. with empathy and sympathy and you're decent so you're constantly wanting the feedback of you're constantly hungry for the natural reaction from the sociopath. So if I say, if I tell the sociopath, I paid for your parents' funeral and like you didn't even care. Like you you just want, you want to see that recognition. You want the apology, which that's never going to cross their mind because they are devoid of empathy and they, that they, they have no conscience and they have no uh, problem hurting people. It's very easy. So you, you, you keep, you almost like go in deeper because you're like, how much more can I do for this person before I get the decent human reaction, which is never going to happen. Right. But you keep on looking. For yeah. It. And my friend that was like getting in a loop with a sociopathic girl, like he was like, I just don't understand. Like why doesn't she realize that hurts my feelings? And doesn't she this, this, this? And I'm like, no, she doesn't. And she doesn't care. And she will never be wired in a way where she will. So you're never going to get what you want. You're right. never going to get an apology. You're never going to get sympathy. Mm-hmm. You know, those people are asking for sympathy all the time. They're lying. They're saying they've been molested. They're crying in people's offices, but they never give any. Mm. But they know how to Elicit use it, it as a yeah. tool. Yeah. 
And they know how to get it from people and they will never give it. It's not an option. It's not the way they operate. They're just not wired that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been a, it's a lot easier to deal with someone who's lying if you're, if you're not just trying to survive. Right. I was like just trying to survive for a couple of years afterwards. That's true. Well, it's like which it, was like I was just like yeah. I had to throw myself into like how many bottle service jobs can I have? Yeah. How many you know, you know, and at the same time I was still trying to like self shows that I had been creating during that time, not wanting to give them up because mm-hmm. I felt that they were like taken. You know. Well, I think that's like anything else. Like I, there was a period in time in which you know I. Uh, just got in a fender bender yeah and it was like fuck what do I do yeah as opposed to like because now I, I just have reserves I'm like fortunate yeah. enough I've been lucky enough to like yeah. do okay in my career like so like I have like a little more reserves and it's, it's just like anything else like if you're exhausted and something happens you're so much more oh likely my to gosh. cry yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you yeah, have, yeah 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 but you know when you're just trying to get by and something like that happens you're yeah. like uh, I don't yeah. know it's like, what's now I guess I'm just exploded. fucked yeah yeah, yeah. I know, like a fender bender, you're right. Yeah. I remember like getting in a fender bender and thinking like, well, I'll just sell my car and uh, I can pay this guy off and then I'll have like $200 live off of for like a few months. And then like my I dad know. talked to me, he's like, what are you talking about? You need a car. No, 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 no. Don't be reactionary like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just because like you're desperate and you're like, okay, what what's the next thing I can do just to like, I don't know, satiate whatever is yeah. in front of me right now. And like when you're spinning like that, like more dumb shit happens. Like... You, yeah. you don't get into fender benders when you got your shit together. Yep. Like, you have them when you're, like, trying to, like, eat Trader Joe's, like, <laughs> and drive at the same time. Or when get... you're not focusing. Yeah. You're like, where the fuck you're do like, I park? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I remember getting a lot of parking tickets, and then I would, like, I mm-hmm. did get in fender benders during that time, and I was like, ugh. But you don't have the option to slow down. Yeah. Otherwise, you're homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of was. Like when I left, when I got, when my lease was up, mm-hmm. in between my lease being up and move, staying with like a friend or whatever, I stayed in my closet of the place that I needed to be moving out of. Oh boy. And I, I taught, I, in college I taught LSATs. Sure. <laughs> so I had my LSAT books with me and I was like sleeping in the closet and I'm like, okay, so if the landlord comes by, I'm just going to wake up and say that I forgot my LSAT books. Oh, Jesus. How long did you do that for? I felt like a week. Still? Yeah. <laughs> that's like not restful. That sounds exhausting. I know. I was like squatting in my own previous oh my apartment for like a week. Dude, um, this is not the same thing at all. But there was a time in which um, I I was back east in Connecticut. Yeah. My mom was very sick and she was in the hospital. Mm. And she like it was only a matter of time. Yeah. And I had met uh like i would hang i would hang out with her all day and be like in the hospital Mm -hmm. like 14 hours a day and you know she would hospitals are not a good place to rest so she'd sleep a lot of the day so like i would talk to her and then i'd like try to get work done and then i'd read and like after a certain point like nothing on television i've read a ton like i don't anything to do yeah so i was like at the time i was like just throwing energy into an into a black hole but i was like well let's see what the ladies of new haven have to offer on (laughs) various dating apps so like i would like do that just to fuck around and i ended up start talking to one girl right yeah and then my mom being ever lovely, uh, I talked to her for like, well, one trip I was there. I came home for like a week and then she was not doing better. So I went back to New Haven. Yeah. And every night it would just be like, I would stay there till like nine o'clock, go get dinner with my stepdad. And then yeah. like we'd get drunk enough so we could sleep. 
<laughs> and then come back and do the whole thing over yeah. again. And one night, my mom was finally like, why don't you like go out and like see this girl? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's fine. And she's like, just go. She, <laughs> and she was like, and then she like, kind of lit up. She's like, ooh, you can go here and here and here. Yeah, she like, yeah, like yeah. doing that kind of thing. Oh, so anyways, so I met this girl who was like really lovely. Yeah. And was like younger, but somehow like intrinsically knew like not to ask too much. She was like very empathetic and sympathetic, but like was more just like, was kind oh, of like yeah, let's yeah, have yeah. fun. So that yeah, was like kind of what it was. Yeah, let's yeah. Um, and was like, I'm like forever like kind of indebted to her for that. Yeah. But then there was a period where I came back after my mom died. Yeah. And uh, my like, my ex was out of town and I was just remember working a ton of hours because it was like in the weeds time yeah. of the year. And I was driving home one day and I was like, I want to talk to somebody. And like, it was such a void. Like I said, I always call my mom in the car. Yeah. And I just had this like yearning to call. Yeah. So couldn't call her and couldn't call my ex. And then I was like, who the fuck can I call? I just wanted to like a maternal nice. And so I was yeah. like, I'll call this girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I called her and like it immediately went to like, this number is no longer in service. Oh shit. And like, I had a moment of being like, was this... Did I have like a break from reality? Like yeah. It was, oh my break. god. Yeah. Like, like a, a moment. I like, I was like nobody too. met this girl. Yeah. And like maybe this was just like my elastic oh band my. can only stretch this yes. far. And it was just like a minute where I was like, holy fuck, nobody Wait. ever met her. Nobody ever saw her. Yeah. I was only like with her like in like bars or parking lots. Yeah. And it, I mean, then I looked at my phone like, oh, I have pictures. Yeah. It was like, it's, it was just like this <laughs> moment of like, yeah. how much can our psyche I handle? I know. Yeah. I would have believed if I if you had gone through your phone and not seen anything, I would have been like, that makes sense. Yeah, because... I am tripping because this is exhausting. It's like anything, like, if you you can only push, like, physically your muscles yeah. so far. And, like, yeah. the brain is to I a degree know. that. Anyways, I that's know. that's a total tangent. But it was, like, a moment where it was, like, oh, yeah, that's right. We are, like, fragile things. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total tangent. <laughs> um, I love so what it, do you do yeah. now, then? Do you not... Do you just... Do you feel like... Is this, like, a residue that will always be with you? I feel like it was for a really long time. Uh, honestly, like n- now, now that I can like, you know, put a name to everything and kind of like, like justify some of like, like my actions. Like, I, I, I don't know, because I obviously like, I feel like it like exacerbated. Like I had eating disorders for a really long time, and that you know got worse with all of that but like think I think that more that I like I don't know step away from it it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't feel it doesn't like trap me at all right. now um and it, it used to for sure I mean it was always in the back of my mind um now I'm just like really aware of very aware of those types of people and I've right. met them right since mm-hmm. you know and and it's also like not creating doing a really good job of not creating um, environments. Like, I think I made this environment for myself, which was really chaotic, because when I grew up, it was really chaotic. Right. So it was just, like, normal. Like, you know when you normalize these, like, so many awful emotions and so many awful ways of being, and it's like, oh, no, that's not right. Right. And I remember saying these things, like, just listing off shit to my therapist, and... And being like, yeah, but everybody's like that. And her just being like, no. No, man. You're <laughs> living under a weird umbrella. I was like, wait, what? And to an extent, you know, we know a lot of funny people. So there's usually something, usually a lot of our friends do have a lot of drama. Sure. So it is, there is a, it, it's a little bit uh, less than normal, but 
you know, if we were just like in Connecticut or mm-hmm. whatever and you took a pool of people, it'd be like, no, we're the odd ones out. But yeah. in our, in, in an artist community, you're going to have a lot more people like that. So it, that helped me also think that it was more normal, right, right, you right. know, a lot of these things. Um, yeah, but now I'm just like, it's just fun. I, I do like to observe people and I'm very aware when I meet people like that. And, right. You know, there's like maybe one in 50 in the industry or some, you know, I don't yeah. know how many sociopaths there are, but I've worked with some and I'm like, oh. Is it like a spidey sense? You get a flash, like I get the fuck out of here? Or are you like, oh, I'm more fast. Like I feel I'm like, like I know fascinated. what to do. I know, what to I, do know I know who they're going to go to. I know how things are going to shake out. And I know to like totally remove myself in this situation. But not even that. Like I've also learned like the best thing you can do with a sociopath is to be non-reactive mm-hmm. and it drives them crazy and then they don't they don't want to work with you they don't want to use you as a victim right because they want the reaction because they know like well if i do this then i get this reaction yeah. if you don't do that you don't work you're not you don't fit into my, yeah. my puzzle but if everything's like very like legal jargon cut and dry like oh no but this 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 you know it's kind of like improv like you need to call everything out right so if you call everything out in life it's a lot better. Sure. I think of... Well, that's interesting. Has it made you like a more honest person? Are you like more communicative and you like, are you, do you hold things closer to the best or are you like more open now subsequently? I've always been really honest, which Mm -hmm. I think was like my problem, which is why this person found me and I didn't think people lied. But, um, I've always been, I've always been very open. Right. Um, I think it's, I think that's how you make friends. I don't know. I think that's yeah. like a good way. Like, otherwise, everything's like such a shit relationship. Like, my closest friends are the people that, you know, like uh, on Togetherness. I did this show on HBO, and like all of us, I didn't know them, but instantly we knew everything. You know, you go. It's like this. Like you tell each other stuff like yeah. right away, and it's like, oh, okay, you're my friend for life. Like right. this is like you're the same type of person, and I'm glad that I know all this about you. You know all this about me. We don't judge each other. And now we can learn even more. Well, also, there's also something like intoxicating about like, oh, you trusted me. Yeah, and, like, that it's makes beautiful. me want to trust you. Yeah, that you've created like an environment in which like, oh, we are we you're open. Yeah. So I want to be open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best. Um, there's, I'm only I I'm close to the best with you know creative shit to to right. a fault. Like sometimes right. I'd be like, I'm not gonna let anyone know about this show, and it's like, oh no, I have to communicate this to my representation. Right. <laughs> so that's the then thing. It has, or like even in pitches, I'm like, I don't want to tell you because fascinating, you're going to, yeah. every pitch I leave, I'm like, they're going to steal my idea. Well, that's like a thing. Like whenever I like have like occasionally like, you know, once a month, somebody's a dad's, my dad's, you know, friend's nephew or like some, <laughs> somebody will like come out like, mind if I pick your brain? Yeah, yeah, And like yeah. I'm always happy to do that because yeah. there's people who like did kindnesses for me mm-hmm. and so it costs me nothing and like yeah. maybe it really makes a difference Yeah, I life. think it's, I, I remember the people that did that yeah. for me. Yeah, so I like to do that but like it's always interesting like whenever like people are like, okay, so like I don't like, what do I do? Like I'm worried about people stealing this idea and my thing is always like, don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't. That's like, I, I might have like, that's not a thing. Yeah. And like, by and large, I mean, yes, like, that shit happens. Yeah. But like, when you're starting off, if like somebody's interested enough in it, yeah, then that's keep, a good thing. Yeah. That means you're on the right track. Yeah. But like, I'm always like, don't fucking worry about it. Don't waste your energy. Especially not now, not yeah. in the beginning. Oh my God. But like, that's because like, I haven't had your experience. Yeah, I was going to say, if but I had then again, I'd like, I you, did that. you copyright that shit, you send it to yourself, you I email know. you. Yeah. I know how many, what is it, Writers Guild, those things that you yep. registering yep. it yep. <laughs> does that even do anything i don't know but that's <laughs> oh man yeah well that's a wild ride lady 
That's a crazy thing. Crazy. Well, uh, I applaud you for being, um, I don't know, trusting anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that, that, yeah. I guess it, you know, I don't think you really have to, you more so have to just trust yourself. Okay? Yeah. We got real zen. No, but trust your instincts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And not squash those. Yeah. You know? I think if you grow up, I grew up, did you grow up really, or no? I grew up like in an evangelical home where you're constantly lying to yourself. I'm just a normal Catholic, kind of didn't really care how. Yeah, yeah, go on Sundays maybe. But mine wasn't like that. It was like, you're always really, really lying to yourself. And then you, yeah, so just don't do that. (laughs) That's great advice. Don't Don't lie to yourself. Don't let other people lie and don't lie to yourself. Yeah, I think that's like just a solid advice for life. Just don't lie to yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks. This Thanks was really coming. lovely and also fucking bonkers. <laughs> I forgot that you would know people. I forgot that, like, as soon as you said that, because I haven't thought about that story forever. Yeah. And then it, it came up somehow this week in the room, and I told that story, and people were like, what? But he had this. And I was like, I know. I know. But, like, you filled in so many gaps. <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, um, all right, be careful, everybody. <laughs> yeah, stay safe. <laughs> Don't meet you. people on MySpace, okay? Yeah, I think we're safe now, hopefully. <laughs> Except hopefully. for Tom. He seems like um, a good guy. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. Well, what did I tell you? It's a crazy story, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that let you down. It's 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 crazy. God, poor fucking ginger. Um, be careful out there, gang. There's some there's some wacky people out there. Um, but thank you so much for uh, for for just telling us. A little, a little facet of your your young life, Ginger. Uh, if you want to see what else is going on with Ginger, you can check her out on Twitter. It's at Ginger the Jester, at Ginger the Jester on Twitter. Um, also, you know, go check out that new show whenever it premieres. I think it's sometime in the spring. It's called I'm Dying Up Here. Just give it a, give it a look. I think it's just going to be fun. Um, and you can also check us out. We're on the social media. We're uh, terribly underscore funny at Twitter. Uh, go to our iTunes page. I know I said this is on the on the A side, but here's the B side, the outro. I'm going to say also, go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, follow us on Instagram. If you want to, if you want to have a little dialogue, if you want to just say, hey, what's up, bro? Uh, how are you doing in this rainy weather? You can do so. You can email me at terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. I genuinely really like uh, hearing from you guys. It's, it's nice to have a little dialogue. If this show means anything to you, I love to hear about it. Uh, sincerely. If you have any tips, I'd love to hear that too. Just on like, you know, how I can take better selfies of me and the guests or whatever. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I just love to hear from you. Um, and that's it, gang. Uh, I hope you have a great week. I really do. And uh, thank yous to uh, Hayden Fongheiser, to Julie Platt, to Kingdom Flying Club for doing all the things behind the scenes that I am incapable of doing because I'm a big old dum-dum. That's all, gang. I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you.